good. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Let's go. It's weekend podcast. You know what it is. Bop. Nah. <laughs> it's your boy Matt Gilme. Uh, Alex Taylor. <laughs> Uh, do you this know. every time. Do we? Do we? <laughs> Isaiah McBride. Well, okay. And then yeah, our special man. guest, Zeb Love. <laughs> What's up? Let's go. Let's go. Dr. Love. You know Zeb what it means is. grass in my language. For real. <laughs> it does, yeah. But uh, that's what's up. I got you. Thanks for having me on. My bad. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured I'd help come out here and help represent Who That Nation. You know what it is. Yeah, we he know knows who. <laughs> Things are looking great right now. I mean, we got we got Drew back, so it's all good. Drew back, yeah. You want Drew back and lose Teddy? I'm just letting y'all know we that's our vision this year. He's gonna take a discount to stay. Who's your dude, Drew? I mean, that's always been our dude. Come on, yeah. It's New Orleans. You think New Orleans? Like, what else do you think? That's Drew Brees. Exactly. It's Drew Brees. Exactly. Think of fire. Mardi Gras. Okay. What I think right here, Kansas City. Barbecue. I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ales. 50 year drought, bro. Ales. And we won it. So, so anyway. Yeah, it took you 50 years. Wait, 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 I got to come Ales. Been okay. talking smack we on my Saints. It. I got to come at your head a little bit. Hey, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's our second Super Bowl. Saints got one. Man, that first yeah, Super Bowl was. Come on, bro. They was smoking it, at halftime, bro. Yeah. Come on now. Why does that matter? Because it was Super Bowl three. Anyway, you, or bro, Super Bowl four. You could put us four in the, in the game right now. In that game. Against those dudes we in their prime, it. we would have. Come on now. <laughs> Anyways, it's two all time. It's okay. It's all right. So, did y'all want to talk about Saints? Or did you want to nah, talk about what nah, you I'm do? Nah. Yeah, I'm good right there. Where you been? <laughs> oh, <laughs> where you I'm been? Y'all, this season, we're going to win the NFC. I'm trying to figure out a, a scenario for that to happen, and I'm, I'm praying for y'all. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it's like y'all, y'all did really good. You came up out from under that rock. You yeah. went for that couple good seasons, went to the Super Bowl, lost, and then just went right back under that Where rock. <laughs> We're talking about the Panthers. Where, 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 Where y'all been, though? What you mean? Vikings? We had. Huh? That's, it's that's good. Your, that's your it's good because you know that's what you know where we came from though. We came from the Aints, so now we the no, Saints. You know what I'm saying? We we, we didn't have about. a we didn't have an S in our name. You know what I'm saying? No, we had that meaningless miracle. Oh. Yeah, twice. And then yeah, meaningless, bro. You watched the next game. You saw the next week. Yeah, but y'all lost it regardless. Anyway, anyway, that was that was T. If you take that away, everything changes. You know what I'm saying? Everything changed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no. And then everybody knows that every time I watch football, like any time I watch a game, it could be Arizona versus like the Bills or something. Mm-hmm. And they bring up the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they do. They're like, the miracle. Ah. It could be like a questionable pass interference. Like, no, back the fabled NFC, oh the infamous NFC God. Championship game. Like, that's why this rule is a thing. I was like, just let that. You, like, put that away. You wrong, know, man. when I was watching the wild card game, bro. I knew, I just knew something stupid was gonna happen. Yeah. Like at the end, because I was just like, okay, Drew through the pick. It's whatever. Let's get this big play. We got that play, and then we gave up seventy six more big plays, yeah. and then Marshawn got hurt, <laughs> and then that push off at the end. 
which wasn't called in the wild card, but was called in the Super Bowl. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, come that, on, bro. I and this was this was my hot take on it. I, I love Drew Brees, spicy, but. Taysom Hill was taking over that game. Like, yeah, you, you leave Taysom in right there. Yeah, if your man's is hot, you you keep him in the game. It's just so it, pay him right. No, but uh, Wait, so, <laughs> hold on. No, was Taysom taking straight like? Because we got to figure out um, snaps, or was he like getting tossed the ball or like? No, he was he was taking snaps for a couple of different mm-hmm. plays, and then they put Drew back in the first play, put him back in. He, Took that sack, fumbled. Yeah. That was nothing like him. I was like, what? What's going on, bro? But at the same time, like, you're trying to make something happen near the end of the game. And this is, like like you said, like, Vikings, for some godforsaken reason, are the Saints freaking kryptonite right now. I swear. (laughs) We we either get the refs or we get, like, uh, uh, one single mistake that overrules the whole game. Like, that. our our second-year player, uh, Marcus Williams, that play, it's like – Man, no, one false step and it's like maybe it's karma um, for a bounty gate. No, no, because no, because no. there's far worse has happened in oh the league. God, yeah. Far worse. So I'm you know what I'm saying? Marcus Williams, though. Yeah, I, I, he's had his shot. Like it's, the whole the whole Minnesota miracle thing. I was like, he's rookie mistake. Then we played the 49ers and he gave that huge yeah. point up to Kittle. Like, this is that questionable. Was, this is suspect. I like uh, the rook though. I like um, uh, uh, Garner Johnson. For the Florida? Yeah. Uh, he's good. I like him. Wait, is that, why aren't you a Chiefs fan? Huh? You're from Missouri, but you're not a Chiefs fan? Bro, I didn't start I'm watching. I'm not from Missouri. I'm not a Chiefs I fan. Did, yeah. I was born in the capital, good. <laughs> I'm from the capital. Come on now. Talk Bro, I was waiting guess. for that. Like, why are you a Carolina fan? <clears throat> Answer me that. I'll admit it. Cam Newton. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll admit it. Cam Newton. What you talking about? Okay. All right. No. It's like LeBron James. No, I went to, oh, I went to NOLO <laughs> a long time ago. I forget what age I was, but I just went there and like I fell in love with the place. Like I love the like the culture out there and everything in the field and and this was back when I like first started watching football and uh I just started picking up and I started watching the Saints. It's like the same reason that I follow TCU, even though these past couple seasons, Bill (laughs) I don't want the Saints to do the same thing that TCU's they beat Texas though, so it's all good. Yeah, but they lost to KU. Yeah. Things aren't great. No. But <laughs> been at TCU Stadium? No. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're, like, in the Fort Worth area, right? Or somewhere around there? Or you I, were? I'm, like, the other side. I was out an hour away from Oh, TCU. okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it's closer than what I was, so. Hold on. say why you're not a Chiefs fan? Before I say that. Uh, Weren't you a rent? All right, go ahead. The, uh, anyway. No. I want uh, – <laughs> no. Did you, did you want to tell the people who – like what you do and like what uh, – what, like, Yeah. Because I, I feel like that would be cool because, you know, my man's is doing his thing. So I wanted to say some more stuff on that first one. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who hasn't picked on it by now, my name's Zeb Love. I'm the strength and conditioning director at Sunpoint Fitness. I've been doing that for about eight – Seven, eight months now, and uh, it's been going pretty good. Started off at a corporate gym, but then I moved over there once that position opened up, and now I'm working with young athletes in the Kansas City area to try to help get them to the next level. What ages? Um, Usually anywhere from 12 to about 18, 19 right now. My oldest client that's still a high school athlete is about – 18 he's right at 18 and he's going to iowa lakes next year iowa lakes community college to play baseball and then after that like he's already got some like d1 schools talking to him for baseball so we got our fingers crossed there that goes pretty well but 
I don't work with just primarily athletes. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a handful of just people who just want to get fit, mm-hmm. people who want to be overall healthy. I've got one lady that's uh, 42, 43 years old. She wants to do a powerlifting competition. Whoa. Wow. So I was like, all right, like, let's, okay. let's go. Let's get it. this. Yeah, a lot of pressure for you? <laughs> um, a little bit. And the only reason I say that is just because of the fact that I haven't coached mm-hmm. for a powerlifting competition yet. Like I've coached deadlift, squat, and bench a bunch of times before, but I've never done any competition like mm-hmm. calling what their openers are, like kind of seeing how they react to each weight that they have to move mm-hmm. and then see if we move up by a decent amount of weight for their next attempt or like go by a little bit. And then the rules as well. Like the rules are so specific. Like you, you run track. You guys do anything for track in high school or anything? Like yeah, that? I did track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like how the type of stuff. I remember one specific rule is like if you had uh, compression pants on, if it was colder outside, they all had to be one solid color. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If I remember you have that. like an inseam mm-hmm. that was stitched with a different color. You couldn't wear them. And yep. You were disqualified. Mm-hmm. Like they have that. rules like that in powerlifting too. I was just like, huh. she, like how do you I know that? do this? Huh. Specific. <laughs> Wow. You think you're going to lift in that? Yeah. Again. <laughs> I mean, you Disqualified. <laughs> That's wild. People are wearing singlets. Like, it can't get much worse than that. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Man, I still have my singlet from uh, track. We had, used to wear singlets. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um. Guys, another question I had was, have you noticed, like, a change in young athletes' mindsets or, like, like compared to, like, when we were young, younger? I would say I would say a little bit, yes, just because of the fact that with times that are changing right now, it's, like, everybody being on Instagram and, mm-hmm. like, Twitter and everything, you're seeing these freakish athletes. Like, when Zion was in high school, he was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Everybody, everybody nowadays, like they want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And for some kids that might not have the opportunity or maybe the capabilities just yet, like they want to do everything right now mm-hmm. and they want to get it done now. Like that, I feel like because that's how our society has kind of shifted. Like whatever we want, we want it right now. Mm-hmm. Like with fad diets, stuff like keto mm-hmm. and uh, intermittent fasting and stuff like that. It's the same concept of kids wanting to get better at their sport. They mm-hmm. want to find the easiest, quickest way possible to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, And that doesn't necessarily go for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's just for a select few. And then there's, you got, you know, obviously the grinders out there that just want to put in the time, do the mm-hmm. work, and then earn it. But so I also think that it kind of comes down to like location, how mm-hmm. kids are brought up and like how they're taught and what they're morals and their value, uh, values are for that for that matter and uh it's an interesting subject though and just like how society shifts and then how athletes shifts with that mm-hmm. do uh typically the kids seek you out or do you get like parents like put putting their kids like hey this uh, is what i want for my kid really right um, now it comes out from just word of mouth really and the kid will tell the parents what we're doing in the session. If a parent ever wants to watch what we're doing, like I accept that as like, absolutely come watch what we're mm-hmm. doing. Tell the other parents what you're seeing here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. usually it comes by just word of mouth, how I find people to work with or how people find me to work with me. But, uh, I guess chalk it up to the kids and just the workouts speak for themselves. Really. If they're doing well on the field, mm-hmm. That shows, and then parents ask questions like, okay, what happened to this kid? How did they start doing this when they're 
this way before. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, well, it was such and such training that got the job done or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's usually just more of the kids, I guess. Do you ever get, um, like, high school coaches contacting you, like, trying to see what you're doing or, like, upset at you, like, based off what, like, would, your training? I would really? say more upset, yeah. <laughs> huh, really? <laughs> uh, and it, And that's just because of the fact, like, in high school, like, we all did our mm-hmm. wake training and conditioning in high school mm-hmm. as well. So if you're doing something outside of that yeah, and um, mm-hmm. and you're a high school coach and you're like, what, my, my training isn't good enough? It's like you got to go somewhere else and you <laughs> have somebody else train you. I mean, that's just – I haven't necessarily butted heads with a, a another coach just mm-hmm. yet. I've definitely butted heads with a couple of parents of their kids that have been training, specifically the volleyball team that I've trained before. But – um they, if you, the first thing that comes up, if their kid like has a little bit of a problem is like, you're not a doctor, like you're not a doctor. You don't know uh, what you're doing. Like stop training my kid or not go. stop training my kid, but like, you know, get your stuff in line. Hmm. I was like, like okay. I wish I could just tell you like what was really going <laughs> on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause like looking back at all the training we did in high school, a lot of lifts like that we did are not okay. Oh, no. Not. No. Like, I remember there was a push press behind my head. <laughs> yeah, bro. And, like, yeah. I remember, like, that there was a dude in, in my group in high school that did, like, 225, and then, like, what? I guess it bounced off of the back of his neck, and he fell backwards. Look, luckily, we had the garters on the bottom, but it was just, bro, that it's just dangerous. It was that just dangerous. best case scenario yeah. that he just dropped it. <laughs> I but, mean, you ever do those? You're like, wow, my shoulders like kind of yeah, don't feel that great. It's yeah, like anatomically, you should no, not be in that position no. for a lift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, or at least putting force into the bar when it's behind your neck no. for mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different reasons mm-hmm. for the anatomy of the shoulder. But, wow. but I mean, you're not taught that in high school, really. No. Like mm-hmm. when it comes down to technique, bro. It's terrible. If it, if you, if you were to watch a 13, 14 year old kid do a, a body weight squat you'd be like what the hell is going on man like this is this, this looks like gumby it's like <laughs> yeah. you're just folding yourself down and yeah. then just building yourself back up out yeah. of that position it's just mm-hmm. bad chest. Yeah, it's, it's just it's weird like in high school it was all about like we're at a, that age where we want that image we're trying to build mm-hmm. ourselves up and those numbers are our image yeah and yeah. as long as we get the numbers as long as the the power clean is clean no matter how it got up, now if you go, if you break your back or like get your shoulders messed up, if you got the bar up, it's cool. Yep. But it's just like, yeah, looking back, those yeah, I we feel like the, my the coaches middle. were like decent, but like they're kind of off with the lifting because my first injury was in the weight room doing push press. Yeah, because they had us doing like the for some reason they had us like kind of jumping with it. You I know got what I'm you. Saying? Yeah, and like I tore my meniscus doing that dumb <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like with the form and the technique, it's just it's not great. No, so. it's it's really not, and it's it, it does come down. That comes back to the coach, and mm. I wouldn't necessarily put it on the movement itself. Itself, most of the time, I put it on the fact that there's a lot of high school coaches that don't take the time that like show the mm. technique, mm. or maybe even that they don't know the actual technique of what they should be going through, mm. and. Um, I think my prime example is not even a high school athlete. He's one of my oldest clients I've worked with before. He's like 67 years old. 
Uh, well, my oldest client has been like 92. Really? But this wow. guy, this guy was 67 years old, had a terrible back, and he chalked it up to just moving bad in his life. And there, people were just telling him, or doctors at this point, like you shouldn't be doing resistance training hmm. with your back because he had terrible low back mm-hmm. pain. And when I, because he started getting overweight because he wasn't working out, yeah. mm-hmm. he he came in. He's like, I just want to get back in shape. I was like, okay, what are your limitations? This, that, and the other. And uh, did a postural assessment, movement screening on him, saw everything that was going on, and it just turned out that his low back was weak. It's not because it was tight and it was moving his spine around. It was just weak. He's like, yeah, doctors say I shouldn't be deadlift. So I was like, well, (laughs) once we get your technique down, that's going to be about the first thing we start doing. (laughs) And then um, once I moved, I gave him off to uh, another trainer that I was working with at the time that I really trusted. He just texted me. He's like, yeah. John just pulled a 350-pound deadlift. Wow. He's 66, 67 wow. years old. I was like, that's tough. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, Huge, it comes down to technique at that point and mm-hmm. willing to take the time to learn it. Mm-hmm. So no more being impressed by them weightlifting <laughs> videos yeah. of those kids getting the deadlift. Would you ever consider being like a uh, uh, strength and conditioning coach for like a school, like college? or I – Originally, that was the thought process. Like, that's what I wanted to do when I first started off, like, at BC and getting my education. I just, like, yeah, I just want to be a strength coach somewhere. And then as I, like, when I graduated and I had the opportunity to be a GA at Benedictine and get my master's, I just kind of thought about it. I was like, if I get my master's, like, I don't want it to be in business administration. Like, I'm a strength conditioning coach. Like, I want it to be in something like that. So instead of doing that, I went into personal training, but it, didn't necessarily think about the market in Atchison, Kansas for personal <laughs> training is not really that big. But I, I'd already signed my lease. So I was like, I'll just I'll just commute to Kansas City. And I started doing uh, personal training for a pretty big corporate gym in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just started thinking about it a little bit more. I was like, do I want to be a strength coach somewhere? Like started thinking about all the ups and downs mm-hmm. and like pros and cons of it. And I started thinking like pros. Like I get to work with teams. Mm-hmm. I get to work with athletes and people who – want to get better at their mm-hmm. sport and I can kind of help mold them to be very resilient to injury. Mm-hmm. It's like cons. I'm tapped out. Like, I mean, I only make so much in this year mm-hmm. and I only work uh, for this team mm-hmm. and I only work for this age group mm-hmm. with Can't these go. sports. Mm-hmm. And something that really clicked with me that kind of changed my mind about that and going into like private strength coaching was now I can work with any age group that I want. Mm-hmm. I can work with whoever I want, wherever I want. I'm not stuck with just one school, one age demographic mm-hmm. with a couple different sports. Mm-hmm. I can work with Tommy, who's 12 years old and needs to learn how to move before he ever gets under a barbell. I can work mm-hmm. with Jeff, who's 20 years old, who's about to go into his freshman year of college and mm-hmm. uh, needs that kind of bridging of that gap between mm-hmm. high school and college. Because I don't know about you guys, but – like I was class one Missouri. Like I was at the bottom. I was pushing eight man football almost. <laughs> like I was just into eleven man. I did. I had no idea what I was getting into. But now I can work with kids like that that uh, are just trying to bridge that gap between college, high school, or the kids that are bridging the gap between junior high and high school, and um, continue to work with the people that I can not necessarily pick and choose, but like I have a wider variety of people that I get to work with. I do have a question for you. I know it's not on the topic, but it kind of – you're talking about injuries. And I recently noticed, like, a lot of people, like, 
tear their ACL or oh, like yeah. knee problems. Mm-hmm. You think it's like because they like do too much on like squat or like no? What you, you think? No, I I really chalk that up again to technique and uh, just movement patterns that were taught at a young age mm-hmm. and like you guys were talking about. I love your guys' piece on like financial literacy and mm-hmm. how that's uh, not really taught in high school or mm-hmm. if it is taught it's not taught well yeah. same thing with movement mm-hmm. we might be taught in like pe or gym class like how to move but we're not taught well mm-hmm. and uh usually acl tears like they're all non-contact yeah mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you're squatting like that's resistance training i guess you could argue in a way that that's contact but at the same time uh most acl acl tears come from non-contact mm-hmm. like really sudden change of position or change of movement change of velocity and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're just bam your knee blows out mm-hmm. and uh that comes down to bad movement patterns like bad teaching and technique and uh, just bad overall form i hate saying form but just, that's, that's that's really what it is. Yeah. You just don't know how to move very well, mm-hmm. and that's how I would I would argue, and that's my opinion most of the time, uh, that that's how most ACL tears happen, mm-hmm. or just any tears at the knee or any injury for that matter. It's mm-hmm. just bad technique. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I know <clears throat> for the Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans, they're teaching Zion how to walk different mm-hmm. to prevent those injuries coming up because he's so just violently athletic yes. that it's just. Those ex- those explosions and and dunks and la- and leaps like I remember there was a play he blocked a three point shot in college like coming off of the baseline and swatted the dude's shot coming up and oh, it's yeah. just like for for the impact that's on his knees if he if he landed wrong slightly it's just it's a wrap yeah he used, yeah. To, waddle, so, he used to waddle up and down like mm-hmm. the, the yeah back yeah. and forth. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, you can be, if your training goes a very specific way, and this is, like, very, very difficult to do, you can potentially make your muscle stronger than the surrounding connective tissue. Hmm. Like, I shouldn't say surrounding, but the attachments of connective tissue, like uh, your quad tendon, your tender tendon, like, tendon, rather, in the, um, in the knee. So, you can basically be too strong for your body, but it's got to be really weird training if mm-hmm. you're doing that. But, uh, no, I'm... I kind of like that you bring that up because that's like something that isn't necessarily top. But now that he's an elite level yeah. athlete, like now he's getting that attention. Yeah. It's like, hey, you need to change what you're doing. Yeah. You're going to get yourself hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any other questions besides like focused on like the personal training side? Are we um, about the, oh, I got so You know, fight. I got them. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I got them all. You know, um, I know I put on the uh, list, uh, you know, you mentioned like fad fad diets and things like that just to get to the edge and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. With us getting older, it's getting harder to like get the goals that we wanted. Like I'm nowhere near as strong as I was at BC at like my peak. And I Whack. know I'm not. No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm not going to – I don't want to get there, but I want to be physically like strong. I want to be able to pull, pull certain things and get stuff like done um, and – I wanted your take on like those like fad diets and how they tr- contribute to your fitness goals and things like that. I got you. First, uh, so let's do. You want to do like the intermittent fasting? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, I have mixed opinions on it, just because of the fact that I'm a I'm a private strength coach, like personal trainer, mm-hmm. and uh, my biggest emphasis when it comes down to the clients that I work with is performance. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily aesthetic, mm-hmm. which is what I love because I I'm. I don't like bodybuilding. Gotcha. I don't like the idea of bodybuilding. <laughs> but um, 
when it comes down to fad diets like intermittent fasting or like I said keto something like that it it really it depends on what your goals are mm-hmm. um, right now I say I'm accidentally doing intermittent fasting just because of the fact that I have a handful of sessions in the morning that are back to back to back and I don't really have a lot of time to eat yeah so before I leave I'll make some sort of like bowl of cereal mm-hmm. but instead of using mo- uh, milk I'll use like protein powder or something like that so oh. I can still get some different macros in gotcha and then uh, I won't eat again. And that's at like 4.30 in the morning. Oof. And then I won't eat again until probably noon or 1 or something wow. like that. Okay. So I got a pretty big time span where I'm just not eating. Mm-hmm. But uh, And that seems to be what works for me right now. It depends. Like your diet's going to work different for you. Like Matt, Dillard, like you guys, your guys' diets are going to work different for you just depending on what your goal is. So if your goal is to lose weight, simplest thing i could say is eat in a caloric deficit Mm -hmm. like that's it like sometimes it's that simple Mm -hmm. um if you want to lose body fat that's something else Mm -hmm. because of the fact that if you're just eating in a caloric deficit like yeah you're going to lose body fat but also you're probably going to lose a little bit of muscle mass gotcha um if you want to lose body fat there's a ton of different ways to go through that um easiest would just be again just healthy diet eating in a caloric just like very very even not in a surplus not in a deficit but just staying right where you're at and just just going through resistance training and mm. i i hate cardio i say it's the worst c word really <laughs> yeah 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 oh. for fat loss now for heart health obviously i'm gonna say yeah you mm. should spend a couple like 30 minutes on the treadmill for mm. your heart uh but when it comes down to losing fat it, you have to think about what energy systems that you're supposed to be in mm-hmm. and um that's a completely different. I could spend so much time talking mm-hmm. about that, but when it, it comes down to fad diets, like you need to just know what works best for you. Mm-hmm. If intermittent fasting works best for you and you feel mm-hmm. good while you're doing it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, keto. Yeah. Again, since I'm performance based, I'm focused on like, okay, how well are you going to do on the field? When you take something like keto that takes carbohydrates, your main, the main substrate of the body. You're using carbohydrates whenever you, if I move my arm right here, that's coming. The energy source is carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like it Mm -hmm. just because of that, just because you're taking that main source of energy and you're completely depleting it. Mm -hmm. So your body can focus on some sort of different substrate. The thing is your body is going to react to that in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you ever just had like a yearning for bread or like crackers yeah. or something like that? And <laughs> you're just like, you just start getting like, damn it, man. Like, don't nobody talk to me until I get some crackers, man. <laughs> like you start, uh, some of the symptoms for intermittent fasting, if you're not getting the right nutrition is like, you get irritable, you mm-hmm. get insomnia, like you can't sleep. You can't like your training's going to suck mm-hmm. because you don't have energy and you're just going in and you do one rep on bench press. You're like, I'm going to die under this bar if I don't get some bread or yeah. something. But, um, again, that's something. And, um, bodybuilders love that though, mm-hmm. because it's for an aesthetic. It's not for performance. Like I want to look good. I don't want to move weight or feel good. Mm-hmm. I just want to look good on stage for people. Mm-hmm. And that's one, like one of the reasons I can't necessarily get behind bodybuilding is for exactly that. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, that kind of sums it up when it comes to like intermittent fasting and keto. And there's obviously there's thousands of different like fad diets out there. And it's something I'm starting to research a little bit more and trying to do and be a little bit more diligent on that. Because when somebody asks like, should I be doing keto? And they're one of my clients. So I don't want to sit there and be like, just spit in their face. Be yeah. like, no, that's stupid. Why would you do that? I'll just <laughs> let them know like, okay, this is why I would recommend not doing that. Gotcha. Okay. 
It's good. It's good. It's it, yeah. I, the reason I asked that was because I we started. I started because of him actually, and then well, no, technically because it because DLarge just started it in the our senior year of BC. You did no, that the summer some, before. Yeah. Did? No, I, I just kind of calories. Oh, okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, see, I recommend that though. Mm. Well, yeah. And then uh, I started seeing results because I remember I was lifting heavy and all that and doing like regular like lifting four five times a week, but I, my gut got huge. And I was like, what's going on? And then I started doing the fasting and started helping. And then uh, I went to the doctor because, like, I needed to check up to see if I was, what I was doing was correct because <clears throat> I was taking a lot of supplements mm-hmm. to, like, like compensate what I thought was, like, what I'm losing. I the you. doctor was like, no, nah, don't <laughs> do that. You are – I remember my B12 level was, like, three times over the net normal limit. And then, like, my uh, – what other level was it? Vitamin, but all the of all the supplements I was taking, I was also taking like, uh, mel or not melatonin, uh, magnesium, other things. Oh, yeah. And she was like, even though you're taking all of these, your uh, B uh, vitamin D level is still low. And she's like, take everything off of that and just start taking vitamin D pills. And then next year when you come up to the check-in we'll see how you're doing because that's the only thing that was low everything else is pretty normal if you like take off those vitamins so it was just like me learning and knowing like what's my limit and i've been i've been fine ever since then but the only thing is just like my now my sleep is messed up to where Mm. like i can't like i can't get to sleep my body's like i don't know if it's time to go to sleep i don't know but yeah yeah (laughs) that just sounds like again one of those things you gotta find what works out best for you like and again there's gonna be diets that Obviously, they're changing your body, and sometimes they're for the better or for the worst. Um, I have a client right now, just for her sake, because she's trying to keep it a little bit of a secret to her family. I won't say her name, but uh, uh, she's pregnant now. But she had been trying for like six months, and she was doing keto prior to that, or while she was trying to get pregnant at the same time. And she just could not, like, they couldn't get to happen. Her and her husband just kept trying, trying, trying. She Mm -hmm. couldn't get pregnant. Um, and then she stopped doing keto and I think she said within like maybe two or three weeks of that, wow, she got pregnant. I was like, maybe there's a correlation between ketosis and fertility Mm -hmm. and just limiting your body from something that it necessarily needs Mm -hmm. and then not being able to, you know, be very fertile and I was I was talking to her about that. I was like, I I wish somebody do there's probably a study out there or something. And I try to brush up on my education mm-hmm. every day. I, mm-hmm. I read one scholar article a day. So I was like, oh, maybe that's going to be my uh-huh. next one then. I need to learn a little bit more about that. So you said cardio does not help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I knew, I knew oh, somebody was going to catch back up with that. I was just wondering, like, what, what's up with cardio? Okay. Okay, so now I hunkered down for this one. This might be a spiel. Uh, when it comes to steady state, cardio like longer steady state cardio yes it's you're working in uh it's called the oxidative system it's it's a specific energy system that's supposed to be burning fat to give you energy but that to get into that system takes a hand like a decent amount of time and usually you're working at about 65 to maybe 80 percent of your max vo2 for at least 30 to 45 minutes so you're spending at least 30 to 45 minutes of your time just to get into that system to burn fat. Oh, okay. And you'll see people that just walk on the treadmill for hours on end yep. in the gym. They're just like, I'm just too, like, I, I, I got too much fat on me. I'm trying to cut that off. I was like, 
get off the treadmill. <laughs> like you don't want to be. Uh, when it comes down to fat loss, my specific take to it, and what most research is going to tell you, is you want to elevate your EPOC, your excessive post-exercise oxygen consumption, and uh, which is just the amount of oxygen. It kind of self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. It's just the amount of oxygen you're taking into your body after mm-hmm. your workout. But you've you know the workouts that we went through at BC when we're like laying on the floor after. Yeah. You're just like, oh my God, I never want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you get off the treadmill after about 30, 45 minutes of maybe walking at an incline. You might be tired, but you're not, but you're not that tired. Mm-hmm. You're not mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm never doing that crap again. Yeah. Uh, you want to essentially increase your resting metabolic rate, mm-hmm. which is just the amount of calories that you burn at rest. <laughs> you're not going to change much by doing steady state cardio. You're not putting a lot of stress onto your body during steady state cardio outside of just, you know, walking for an hour at 70% of your max VO2. That's going to be tough, but it's not the amount of stress of doing like high intensity interval training, which is what I really, really recommend for most people. Now, one thing, one, uh, uh, one corporation, I guess is what I could call it. That's really made that very, very, uh, has integrated it pretty well into the public is CrossFit yep. mm-hmm. because you've seen all the CrossFit yeah. athletes at the games. Like yeah, these dudes, shredded. these ladies are just shredded up. Shredded. They're jacked. They look great. But <laughs> <laughs> bro, going back to like talking about technique and, Oh man, it's, the it, Olympic lifts. So like clean and jerk mm-hmm. and snatch those lifts. Like those are highly technical mm-hmm. lifts. Mm-hmm. And they're doing them for reps to infinity. Yeah. Like you do more than five reps, you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes down to losing fat, I would say high-intensity interval training help stimulate your thyroid gland, help elevate your resting metabolic rate, and um, just burn fat at rest. <laughs> like, that's what we burn when we're resting. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can burn fat at rest mm-hmm. and in the gym, fantastic. But if you're just burning it for that 30 to 45 minutes on the treadmill, you're wasting your time, mm-hmm. in my opinion, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, obviously, there's still some benefits to it. You could still, you're could still you still in the uh, oxidative system. You're still burning fat. You're still working on your heart health. And I would really recommend it for like older people that are trying to keep their heart healthy. Mm-hmm. Or anybody who's trying to keep their heart healthy. I can't just limit that to just <laughs> older people, I guess. <laughs> but... Uh, Ageism. Exactly. No, for real. For real. Oh man. So it's, treadmill out. No, it's, it's, I use uh, I, I usually jog a, a mile a day, but I split it up. Mm-hmm. So I do like half a mile um, for like five to four to five minutes as a warm up, mm-hmm. and then I go straight into like supersets of like a, a power lift or like a supplemental lift, and then like core. And then another superset, and then like more abs to finish, and then the finish, the full finish is another half mile, and I'm done. Dang. So, Thanks sorry. for sharing. Hey, I'm just, I always integrate the, you know, made my heart healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I remember we had that little competition of who could run the mile the fastest. The oh, yeah, we did that uh, yeah. last summer. Wild. Oh, my God. It was wild because I was terrible. up at one point. He was up. He was up. I had never – I remember last year I had never touched a treadmill, and I was just like, I can't let this man beat me. You know what I'm saying? I can't let him do it. I'm making the videos. 
<laughs> I got it. What's up, y'all? <laughs> About to fall out. Oh, so, oh, did you have? No, you did. What else? What did you want to? Did you have a specific other one you wanted to ask? Because we uh, have quite uh, a few. Uh, working out. Joe, did you want to explain me? To explain why I'm not a Saints fan or I'm not a Chiefs fan? Oh yeah, go uh, ahead, man. Yeah. yeah, man. So check this out. Y'all been garbage for my whole life, <laughs> and so uh, the Saints have been worse garbage, bro. You but stop. check this out. You but check this out. But check this out. I'll be in on you. I'll let him talk first. Now I'm coming to you. But check this out. So y'all, okay. So the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Growing up, y'all like we. I had no like meaning to follow y'all. There's no meaning. When the when we were kids in New Orleans, things was happening. Katrina happened. All the all those meaningful stuff happened. Steve Gleason happened. Bro. That punt block, bro, bro. That's when it started. That's when it started for me. I get chills every time I see that video. <laughs> and then, and then check this out. Check this out. When when we were kids in Kansas City, can you can you name an event that had any significance in your life in the Kansas City area? What do you mean? Like any type of event. I moved Where, here when I was five. That okay. Was okay. So I'm talking about in Kansas City, like, like for, for what they did for the, the city, for what happened in the city. What did the city do? Like Katrina happened, they had to recover from that. That wasn't Chiefs, like that was. It's not that like, was nature though. Like yeah, you so had no it happened, choice but to take it. What did the like, Chiefs, What happened in Kansas City for them for for it to be meaningful to you? What do you mean? For them to follow, for you to, to follow. So you only follow a team if it's like something meaningful? Yeah. yeah what do you mean? <laughs> what kind of question is that? I grew up here and was a Chiefs fan. Okay. Like, I grew up in KC, so I repped the Chiefs. All right, so it's that's, part of your that's, life. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. it. But we, we had some more serious than that. We had people dying out here. We you said we like you were in New Orleans. I was in New Orleans. <laughs> I felt like I was there. <laughs> I felt so like you kind of, yeah. you, you. Saw all that was happening. I saw how the city responded. The team. Yeah, I saw how the, right, the city right. was responding to the team, and whenever because they had to go into the dome whenever yeah, yeah. Trina was happening. So I was like, "Hey, this I like that." During, okay, that's why they I had that, that. That's why they got the best fan base, bro. Mm-hmm. Easy. That's why. <laughs> like they live in that place. They right, lived right, in there right, for a right, bit. Right. We got the best fan base, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. What? Now. Okay. Wait. Time what? out. Oh, that that brings me to that brings me that brings me to my next point. Wait a minute, bro. With Matt Castle. And Todd Haley and Brady Quinn, all those dudes are in Kansas City. I remember everybody's chanting when Matt Castle would come off the field. You get hit, you got hurt, everybody's chanting. Yeah, People were leaving at ugly. halftime. That was People ugly. were leaving at halftime. And this was not just one game. This was, was multiple ugly. games. Like, yeah. you got the best fan page. Bro, at least my fans stayed. They kept bags yeah. on their heads, but they stayed. They stayed. They, stayed. they was there. Y'all left, bro. For the whole game. Y'all don't got to <laughs> have empty. No, y'all would the be ants. there for the first drive. The they ants. go three. The Chiefs go three and out. And be like, nah, y'all was out I'm going this. back home. Y- y'all was y- basically. Come on. This now. team is Every built on bandwagons, cuz. This, this, this field is. I that, got you. you that team is built on bandwagons. It's built like that. Man. We were selling out even with like Alex Smith and all of them. Chiefs was like me. I've been a Chiefs fan well, ever since well, I was well, little. Ever since like, I was Smith little. Involved, though. When, like, when, when y'all, every time y'all no, bring up Alex but Smith, like y'all the highest no, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. The band people wouldn't call the bandwagon when people like start rooting. Y'all just doing start, Alex Smith. To win with Alex Smith. <laughs> I know, but was it? Would you say it was a bandwagon during that point? Because we weren't in the national spotlight as much yet. What? So y'all weren't making playoffs? We were. Y'all beat Patriots, the Patriots in, New and Fox, in New England, bro. bro. Dude, <laughs> I'm saying, here's my thing. 
Now, the last couple seasons, well, not even Mahomes' rookie season. When you're on the gravy train. after the rookie season, people were picking us to win the Super Bowl. With Alex Smith, they never were picking us to win no Super Bowl. No, they was. Stop it. Come on now. Stop it. When? When did they pick us to win? When y'all beat New England in New England. the Super Bowl. Come on now. Y'all beat New England in New England. That was when it was like, okay, people take seriously. Yeah, they take us seriously, but not a Super Bowl. Not even Super Bowl competitors. Yeah. But now we're considered perennial. There's that expectation of Super Bowl. Yes. It don't matter. With Alex Smith, it was like... Yeah, y'all better make the playoffs. Playoffs for sure. And then we'll see what happens from there. But okay. now it's Super Bowl or it's disappointing. It's so, almost like ooh. the expectations ooh, is different. That's huge. <laughs> Super Bowl. What did you All right, say? Bro, that's it. Because okay. of the hype with Mahomes. Because everybody's hyping so Mahomes agree, up. it's just hype? No, I'm <laughs> no, but like people are saying it's, he's a generational talent. You better want at least... Two, maybe three balls in his whole career. In his whole point. career, that Jesus! You know, say, all right, you know how hard I, it I is, ain't Kansas City fan, but yeah, y'all, I mean, but like, y'all had like the perfect like setup this year because none mm. of y'all like top tier players got hurt. None yeah. of them got hurt. Well, and then, Chris like, Jones, we had plenty of yeah. injuries. But Harry I mean, like Kill, for the game Chris for the Jones. for the Super Bowl, everybody was healthy. Yeah. That hasn't happened every year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, but it happened this year. That's what I'm saying. Like the couple weeks off helped because Chris Jones was like iffy for a while. Hey, but, uh, I'm praying yeah, we missed out on that first yeah. round by. Yeah. Which I, I, I Honestly, will say, Green Bay is a bunch of frauds. Yeah, they had no, sure. they had no reason to be in the NFC Championship. That was crazy, bro. They should have lost to Detroit. Oh my god, <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is weird. You look back at their schedule; they played maybe three or four like actually tough mm-hmm. games. Like they were a bunch of frauds. And it's weird. And that's what makes me the most upset. I think this is a good segue for. Uh, the new CBA. Have y'all seen what's going on with the it? fourteen playoff teams? Oh, fourteen yeah. oh playoff teams, uh, seventeen regular season games. I don't like the seventeen. I think they should keep yeah. it to sixteen and just eliminate so. the first preseason game. Just cut that off. Well, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. They're adding the seventeen and cutting off. So it would be like eighteen weeks because of the bye week. Yeah, I think so. Wow. That, and then, that's and then only the top C gets to buy. So wow. I do kind of like yeah. that. I do kind of like that. But at the same time, I, th- I think there's other rules that should be changed, like uh, overtime. Yeah. And obviously, that's something that resonates pretty well with me right <laughs> yeah. now. But, but at the same time, like I love the college overtime, even if it does go to like six or seven. But, bro, you get, you get the chance. Yeah. It really comes down to, in the NFL, if the offense is good enough, like I felt for Kansas City last year because mm-hmm. of the overtime. Mm-hmm. I was like, Thinking is like that defense is not going to stop Tom Brady no. in yeah. overtime. Like they got no chance. But if Mahomes <laughs> was on the field first, for sure you guys win. Mm-hmm. Like it comes down to the luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. Like okay, we won the coin toss. That's basically a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, you got to be raw as a defense. Unless you're Matt Castle, uh, <laughs> or not Matt Castle, uh, Matt Hasselback. Was it? Uh, we're oh, gonna take the ball. We're gonna score. What? Pick six. Ah, <laughs> but it's it, it's it's crazy because. If if the NFL adopted the college football like uh, overtime rules, the Chiefs could have had two Super Bowls right now. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like we could have actually, you know, we could have had one too. Because you know, what I'm saying it's just like yeah. looking back, that's just not fair. Like in a professional game, professional <laughs> games shouldn't end in ties. To me, that's one rule that I hate. Like I yeah. hate that so much. They should not end in ties. This that's America. Just, that's the it. dumbest thing, man. Because the college football doesn't end in ties, so it's like. No. Yeah, that's true. You're a winner like, or a loser. This ain't soccer. It's either I think, or. <laughs> I think like the main issue 
with that is like, imagine if they were playing like one and a half games during like one day. Yeah, like that's another thing that comes to is like TV time. Like, if you're going into three oh, overtimes yeah. and the next game's got to be on TV, like, people are getting pissed <laughs> at <laughs> didn't, that. <laughs> didn't uh, LSU and Te- uh, Tech Stadium go to seven uh, a couple years back? Remember that? When they scored, like, 72 points? I remember K-State and Texas went into, like, just a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Like five and or six just, one time. It just goes – that, that just speaks to, like that, – that goes boils down to the coaching, though, like – Get your kids ready to finish the game. Like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> like, I'm tired of standing here on the thing. Like, I would have left. Six-hour chess match, man. Come on now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Damn, that overturn. College what? overturn remind me of, like, VC with Mobile. Oh, bro. Oh, See, that's, that's when it's really good. Oh, that's when it's really good. I'm insane. triggered. That <laughs> <laughs> was sad. Oh, bro. A home game. That was terrible. That was a hell of a way to lose, man. That was that was. So I was ugh. like, oh yeah, we about Their to win. Was and wasn't that like one the of the center f- was talking so much trash, bro? <laughs> wasn't that like one of the first televised games we had? Yeah. Oh, too? It was oh, just, I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> bro, I was like looking, bro. They had to run a reverse. Why yeah. are you hyped? Yeah. Why are you hyped? You didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> Lame ass. It's <laughs> 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 terrible. Um. Let me see what else we got. We got. We could talk about what the top five QBs. No, going into no, top I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I, don't do that. No. I really don't want to do that. Right? I saw that. I was like, nah, <laughs> come on, man. No, I know everybody listening. No, we got Mahomes to- <laughs> up top. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the hardest. That's, that's, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, especially after yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. Oh no, Mahomes, Lamar, Russell. Whoa! I, Whoa! Ah! Uh, oh. What y'all give us wow. the top three hey, then? No, 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 no. Let's not like Mahomes wasn't hurt. Give your season. top three. Yeah. Come but, on, yeah. bro. What? Let's not do this one. Because this offseason is this is the. If he wasn't hurt, yeah, he would have been in the MVP race. Bro, hey, follow my man Brett Kellerman on YouTube. He's Brett Kellerman. He does he does videos. Anyways, or he does videos on all the like top players and like breaks them down. He had a video about Drew Brees and everybody was like doubting him. He's still a goat. So it's he's on the top five. He's got to be in the top five. What was Brett's take on it? He's just saying he's just, he breaks he down the film. He, no, nah, he's not a scout. He's just like uh, he loves the game, bro. That's how yeah, it is. He breaks down the film. He breaks down what? the film. He's like, based on what he sees here, if he gets here, bang. This is only only Drew can make this read X Y Z. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So yeah, that's the same thing with Mahomes. But we're not doing no, the top no, no, five, no, no, bro. Wait, wait, wait. We're not Do, doing the top five. Can you do three? Can you sit here and tell me? Come and on, Holmes is still. I believe he's still top he five. But you still gonna be? You still gonna put him? Stop! 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 stop. stop. Cut, cut, you cut, let cut it, it. Cut it. Cut it. You <laughs> let me finish on this. Am I wrong? He still has. He has no, the same number as Super Bowl. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Listen. One more MVP. All right. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. All right. Can you sit here? Hold on. We can start. Hang on. Can you sit there and tell me seriously that Mahomes is still number one? Out of I'll put him top five. Definitely. I'll definitely put him top five. He's number one after you watch that Super Bowl. He's still number one. He Bro, was, he was—he played like trash. Pressure, he he played like trash. No, he—he he shouldn't. <laughs> what? Have been, not, he should not. Have wait, been wait, 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 wait. the running it. back should have been that. You know that. Williams? Yeah. Stop it. It should have been Williams. Man, I would say Chris he had Jones. That last, that last big run. Helped his stats, but what? All right, bro. Ball. He uh, did ball, uh, but Mahomes okay. redeemed himself. Mahomes redeemed himself in the second half. He had to put the team on his back, regardless. At that point, 
Even though he's playing trash, Nick Bosa in the second half, he put man. his team Stop on the back. Nick Bosa was after that, man. Stop I, playing. I but anyways, um, <laughs> Y'all really we got to put it in the context of Drew Brees and not win uh, MVPs because the context of all the Cooper quarterbacks that he was with in their prime. Stop it, man. He had two of the top two quarterbacks of all time playing with playing with and? him at the same time. Okay, so now Patrick is playing with a new generation of quarterbacks. He also is playing with Aaron Rodgers and Tom but Brady. But hold up, bro. Aaron Tom, Bra- Tom Brady is 42 years old. Okay. Cut it. And he won a Super Bowl. Cut it. couple at seasons At 42? At 40. At 40? Okay. And anyways. he won an MVP the year before that. Yeah. At 39. Anyways. Drew Brees is playing with a prime Peyton Manning, a prime Aaron Rodgers, a prime. So whenever you say Brees Tom Brady, is the goat, cut it out then. No, he's still a goat. He's still a goat. He's still a goat. He's 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 the top of all the qu- categories. What do you base goat status off of? Well, we no, got to put it in context. He's up there, but he's trying to say there's like, the reason he didn't win Super Bowl is because he was playing with these other dudes. He was be the best then. He he, well, he, he was the best. He had a, the worst yeah. defense of all time. Three years in a row. How many? How many top? Like what was it? Top three. I saw this stat not too long ago. How the top scoring defense has Tom Brady had? Like five? Well, he said, sure. No, he had more than that. Is it really? Like, way more. Because last year he had the best defense. Um, uh, I think the when they played the Falcons, it was like number two uh, in the Super Bowl. But it's like, bro, we gotta put this in context. Brees had like two or three. We had the worst defense of all time three years in a row. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. And Mahomes rookie season, he had one of the worst defenses. But y'all wasn't competing like that, so it's all good. His yeah. rookie season? No, because he, he backed up. AFC Championship? He, y'all oh, wasn't competing meant, like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah, stop yeah, it. Okay. Stop yeah. it. Come on. His first year as a starter. My man was Alex, Alex Smith, bro. Shout out. Uh, Alex Smith, bro. He <laughs> helped the development of Mahomes. Damn. Much respect. Number two overall pick. Was number didn't one? Didn't develop that check down, though. He was, yeah, he was number Dang. one. That was uh, Aaron Rodgers' year. Who? Mahomes? That draft is crazy. I'm going to back up on that one. But uh, yeah. So let's not let's not talk about the top five because this is the Y'all off season that's happening. So like, what's the top three? No, nah, because we good on that. We we, we praying. Um, praying. We praying about praying it. on it. Because uh, let's talk about Breeze is finna take money out of. Well, Bridgewater's definitely leaving if y'all pick Breeze over him. And then no, Breeze Breeze has an option on his contract. Gonna... That's why he gets a pick. I know that, how much is it though. I think like twenty one million. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was up there. Nah. It's well, actually, it might there. it might be more than that. Um, yeah. But it's just like Taysom wants his money. We gotta figure out how we're gonna pay Alvin because his contract's gonna be up in the offseason next year. Do you want to pay him? We do definitely, you but do? it's just like he was he, hurt this is year. Is he a number one back? Like yeah. I, he just hurt. Does he get number just, one back he, money? But we we can't we can't run power like with a, him because he's not big enough. Latavius yeah, so, is for that. Yeah, I get a. Go ahead. I, ever since Ingram left Nola, like Alvin different. different. Mm-hmm. Alvin's different. He he kind of put you know when ESPN did that whole thing. I think was it uh, maybe Madden mm-hmm. did that whole thing where they brought like Juju on mm-hmm. and and they had him like writing stuff down on a note card mm-hmm. and all Alvin said was I miss Mark Ingram. Oh, I was yeah. like, bro, mm-hmm. and it changed. That you see pictures of him in practice. He's not like he's not with a, the other players. Mm-hmm. He's like sitting kneeling on the sideline by himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I don't. Yeah, I don't he might know be checked he, out. I, he might want mm-hmm. out of Nola. It's it's just weird because it's like this maybe, is we're we're in the hands of Drew uh, Breeze yeah, now. I was gonna yeah. say maybe he wants out because he doesn't know who the future quarterback he's gonna be playing with is. Yeah. And it's like because it's not gonna be Breeze. Alvin's hoping to have at least what eight. 
if we had Teddy, we'd be solid. If we had Teddy, we'd be solid. We saw what he did to uh, Chicago in oh Chicago. That was crazy. Seattle. That was crazy. Who? Dude beat Seattle uh, at Teddy, Seattle. you seen what he did to Chicago? Oh, in Chicago, bro. That was crazy. He was up 36 to 10. Yeah. And they was calling this man short. Remember that? <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sold on Teddy until we played Tampa Bay though. Yeah, and then he finally threw that just a one absolutely beautiful, perfect deep pass to Mike Thomas. Like, all right, now I'm sold. Like, I want I want to see the deep ball. Like, show me that. Y'all might get a uh, Jordan Love to. Uh, I saw, no. I've been seeing uh, that man. I was like, <laughs> cousin, yeah. come on, bro. What? Someone to to get. We might have to make a big one. ass trade. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Have you been seeing the stuff of like, what if Joe Burrow just says no? To that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be cool. Bro. I would like that. I want him to do that. I want <laughs> him to do that. That, that would be so dope. Do because it's like, he, he, you know what's going to happen when he gets in there. AJ Green's already gone. He's going to be, he's trying to get out of there he's as soon as not possible. already yet. He's stepping this. out. His toe is out of <laughs> the door. And it's just like, he's not going to be successful. The Bengals have been getting thrashed. For the last like five years, well, even with yeah, Marvin the last, Lewis, the last two, the last few, because they were co- they've been competitive. Mm-hmm. They but just don't win in the playoffs. Competitive, they have. Yeah, yeah they've we been competitive be. for at least the Yay. last fifteen or so seasons. They've been they've been going back and forth with I the think Steelers. The best thing yeah. they did in a long time was they beat out. I forget who they beat out. Like the Probably last Steelers. minute, and then um. You should be but really they only. Brandy, dog, I wanted to win, man. But that's what the, that's the thing. He's in Cincinnati. He got bummed out. Yeah, he man, had an all time receiver him. too. That's actually when I first started you watching TCU. It was it what? You blame Cincinnati for any long getting bummed out? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Marvin Lewis is uh, he's a good he's a damage control type of dude. <laughs> damage control. Marvin Lewis is damage control now. Yeah, you seen the dudes he had on his team? Perfect. Uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, what was the uh, Pac Man Jones? My man, Pac Man has been tripping his whole but career. No, <laughs> he kind of helped Pac Man because that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, he's a good with that. He's good. Yeah, he's a good but coach. you saw what happened as soon as he left. Zach Taylor was like, I don't know what I'm doing, bro. Right, but it's just like oh, maybe y'all get Andy as the backup. I'm hurt that you mentioned that, so I'm I'm hurt about that because it's like. I like Andy. Or Mariota? Y'all got options. Oh, yeah, Mariota. Y'all got options. He might he might be uh he might yeah, they have been competing actually. Okay. Y'all have options. It's I I Mariota. I think we can revive Mariota with Sean because Sean is that oh, he's just that, that guy. He's that, yeah. So it's just like But Mariota be looking Bro, he no. I hope he's That's all right, scary. bro, because that would be that would be depressed after that. I'd like to I'd like <laughs> to keep Taysom though. I'd like to be able to keep Taysom. It's just like Taysom's just older, bro. I just don't like. I don't like attempts. I really feel like he hasn't taken enough reps. No, 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 no. He ain't. I I love Taysom Hill. I love what he brings to the game and his just pure athleticism. He is. That's his position. Athlete. It's not quarterback. Even though that's what it says on the roster. That man will do everything. But now that he's got kind of the spotlight and he's understanding, like, hey, like. I can do pretty cool things on the football field at the mm-hmm. at elite level. He's like, pay me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opportunity. Doesn't get paid. No. That's facts, boy. Uh, <laughs> I could see him and it. I watched that interview not too long ago, um, with him and a couple other like I don't know podcast guys. Mm-hmm. It was during um, Super Bowl time, and he was going on about um about how how much he admired Drew Brees and how why why wouldn't you yeah. if you're underneath mm-hmm. him like mm-hmm. how much. He'd be willing to work with them. And Breeze saying, like, yeah, Taysom's got to take 25, 30 snaps a game. Like, take it. 
Mm-hmm. It's like do what we that's need dope. to do to win, and that's what you need between everybody on your team. Because I feel like that's that's not a really big thing. Is I go back to the one of the first podcasts I listened to of you guys, and you're talking about how you're yelling at your dude in the lunchroom. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like no more rotation. I'm taking over. <laughs> it was like you need somebody who's which I mean, if you're the better athlete in that position, like hell yeah. But at the same time, like if you've got two guys that are just amazing at what they do, but they're they do different things like find a way to make that work mm-hmm. and i feel like that's something that sean payton does very like pretty well outside of that playoff game i don't think he should have put breeze back in yeah after that fumble i was just like this is crazy bro like he never does this mm-hmm. ever like i've never seen him get like that rattled yeah, but I'm it's like the game after that because huh? Taysom had that big play mm-hmm. and the shot play had the momentum mm-hmm. and then sack fumble and it's like and we turned Sean Payton turned so many people that like were just, like slept on into like all pros like Alvin uh, the the that kid the kid, the punt returner that. bro yeah. what yeah. the dude came out of nowhere Dante Harris yeah. Assumption College Assumption you ever heard of that he's an all pro <laughs> no <laughs> my man is just and then uh, finally my man got some respect uh uh the linebacker Tateo uh, no 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 uh, the middle <laughs> linebacker. He, I forgot. His oh. name. Demario Davis. Demario Davis. Yeah. Demario Finally da- got some oh, respect, yeah. bro. Okay, yeah. Oh my god. That's not really Sean Payton. Then. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize they say he was like one of the best linebackers this season. He been he was there last year too, yeah. but it was just like yeah. there were so many good ones last year. Luke Kuechly, mm-hmm. um, Bobby Wagner, uh, Quan was really good. That's just yeah. It's just it's, you get looked over easily. But dude, Demario David at Riley Ing. Thank you for that guy. I saw. Him. <laughs> I saw him. Oh, he was a ja- oh, yeah. He was yeah. A ja- and he was a brown too. Sad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, did y'all have like a, a final topic that y'all wanted to bring up? I I actually got a question for you guys if you don't mind. Okay. I um and this goes back. It's way off topic from sports and everything. I I've been. Obviously, like I said, I try to do a lot of scholar articles. I read a lot of scholar articles throughout the week. And uh, there's one that was brought up to me over something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm. And uh, I post about it every now and then. Mm. It was something that was really intriguing to me. It's the it's the idea of your confidence versus your competence in what you do. Mm. And um, what it is is... Just basically, it's three stages. Mm-hmm. First stage is when you're obviously fairly young, I'm guessing at this point, where your confidence is very, very low and your, we'll just say knowledge, just a, it's two words, mm-hmm. uh, and your knowledge is also very low. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, um, like I have no idea what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I know that. Mm-hmm. The second stage is your confidence is super, super high, but mm-hmm. your knowledge is just a little bit more. You've learned something yeah. and now you're like, okay, I know it all. Mm-hmm. Like I got this figured out. Mm-hmm. And then your third stage is your confidence has leveled out a little bit more and your knowledge is much further than what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, I know some things. I know quite a few things, but I don't know at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you guys, and I experienced this within luckily the span of a year Mm -hmm. and try not to spend too much time with super high confidence and Mm -hmm. moderate knowledge. Like, did you guys, do you guys feel like you've experienced that and, Anyway, from what you guys are doing, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. quite oh, a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know uh, for certain. Uh, I kind of hit that that plateau where my confidence was super high, and my I thought my knowledge was high too. But then when I did my internship, especially just yesterday, I was shadowing a uh, group therapist, 
And uh, the way she handled those groups was crazy. Like, I thought that, like, walking in, I'm going to talk about these xyz about these uh kids like what they're going through and I, I thought the kids would just be like sitting there paying attention you know locked in not at all not at all it was just not that's that's not the way it went and the way she demonstrated her knowledge while still having the incredibly high confidence was just like it was inspiring but it, it's like right now i'm probably even both like medium um but as like the the days go on and the semesters and the classes and all that go on, I think that it'll probably be more so. My confidence is just even, and the knowledge just keeps going up. So, but <clears throat> yeah, just having those experiences and seeing people like in the, the element mm-hmm. has been really helpful. I think uh, I know at my current position as a community sports specialist, I experienced that like I want to say my first. It was pretty much like my first week. Like, starting meeting with the clients mm-hmm. and helping, like, trying to give them, like, my, um, like, knowledge and trying to help them out getting resources and stuff. Because I was like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> and then I, like, finished meeting with one of my clients. She was, like, a, she was a lady, like, mid-40s. Um, and she had been, like, using, like, meth for, like, 20-plus years or something. Damn. And she had, like, mental health issues. I was just, like, mean with her, and she was, like, about to be, like, homeless, living in her truck and stuff. And I was just, like, my mind, I'm just, like, I don't know what to tell her. Mm, and I'm yeah. just, like, listening and trying to, like, help her process through things. And then after that meeting, I was just, like, fuck. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> sitting in my car, I was, like, bro, I really got to, like, try and dive in. Mm. And, like, my lot, like, my lot, like, she, I didn't want her especially with my youth and like um with her experiences like i didn't want her to be like to discredit what i was saying mm-hmm. just because like um i'm young i'm way younger and i don't have like that firsthand experience yeah. but she expects me to have like the books experience exactly and so i was just like i really like gotta make sure to at least tr- show that confidence until mm-hmm. i get the knowledge mm-hmm. yeah and so that's one thing um I like try and work on and um i guess just kind of challenge myself for that I'm, yeah so i definitely i got you had that experience yeah <laughs> i'd say mine would be like because now i'm a i'm a commercial producer now, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll oh commercials Ooh, okay <laughs> but like whole i'd say a year and a half ago i didn't know anything to do with a camera yeah people would be like oh you gotta turn your ISO up and like your F stop, change all this, you show your speed. I was like, what? what, what, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what is this? <laughs> What's going on? now like, done a few weddings with, with some with some of my coworkers and okay. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, like, so that's probably be my thing. All right. I think for, for me personally, it started, I think the first, at the first stage was probably a Benedictine. Mm-hmm. when we were there and uh, I was doing my internship uh, under Chuck mm-hmm. the head sports performance coach at Benedictine mm-hmm. and uh, and when I was there I was just listening to all the stuff he was saying to the athletes and all this stuff he was going over and he's telling me like why we do this I'm just sitting there I was like I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about right now and then uh, luckily as a couple of semesters went by and I started to learn a little bit more I was like all right this ain't so bad 
Like I'm, I'm getting this a little bit more. My, my confidence started slowly going mm-hmm. up. And then uh, by the time I we graduated, I was going into my first commercial gym to start doing personal training. I was like, bro, like I got this. Like <laughs> I've got a degree in exercise science. I got a degree in strength conditioning. I've got a minor in coaching. I, I've got all these different things that I've got my cert, uh, my personal training cert. I was like, I got everything I need. Like I'm about to kill this. <laughs> and then when I got in, I uh, talked to one of my good friends, shout out Aurelio Bla- uh, Backling at Genesis Health Clubs. Uh, great coach. But uh, I started listening to everything that he had to say. And his from his education, I was like, bro, I, I'm back to, like, I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know anything. It's like my second client that I had, or like one of my first five clients that I had there, he was the 92-year-old guy. Mm-hmm. And um, he had an aortic aneurysm, oh. which is just a – which at that point is like the best way I can explain it is like a balloon. Like when you blow a balloon up, you know how you can like kind of see through it. Mm-hmm. That was his aorta. Oh my God. And it had stretched to the point where the doctor who did his first surgery said that he could put his finger through his aorta and see his finger. Oh my God. I was God. like, that is like not what you want. Yeah. And then my manager walked up to me with all of his like medical paperwork and slid it over to me. He's like, all right, don't kill him. Ooh. I was wow. just like, bro, like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't even know if this man should move. You want me to have him move weight? Like, okay. But that was like, kind of back to your situation, Matt. Um, it kind of got me into that perspective. Of, like, I need to like get my knowledge up. Mm-hmm. My confidence was really, really high. But then my knowledge, in terms of like that, that's not really something that they like. They teach you how to work with mm-hmm. hypertensive people, like people with bad blood pressure. But they don't teach you, like, hey, this dude has, like, if you get him over 65, 70% of his max heart rate, you're going to kill him. Ooh. He's going to rupture, and he's going to die on the floor. Wow. I was like, okay, well, I got to I gotta learn. I got to learn pressure. quick. So I think it's just something, a really interesting subject that is applicable to everybody's lives, but maybe they don't know that they're in it just yet. Like, maybe their confidence is super high, but they don't understand the fact that, like, you don't know mm-hmm. nearly as much as you should. Mm-hmm. And then I try, I like to think that I'm at the third stage right now where my confidence is kind of leveled out a little bit more. My knowledge has gone up a little bit more. But I'm at, that's why I tell everybody, everybody that I work with, I'm like, I'll tell you right now, I'm an, I'm an educated idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know a decent amount of stuff, but hell, I don't know. I will never know everything, but that's mm-hmm. kind of the pursuit mm-hmm. is just to learn as much as you can. It's, it's interesting that you brought that up because I thought going into my the job I have now, uh, when I switched, I was like, oh, I know uh, everything about mental health. There is no, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I got this. I know how to talk to kids. And uh, I remember there was a, a girl coming in. She, this was a couple months ago. Uh, she came in with psychosis and – her the logic she used to talk to me was so complex. It was like mental gymnastics to get her to to deescalate, and all of her distortions were religious based. And so she was challenging me in my values mm-hmm. on religion, using her like presenting her psychosis, and it it took everything in my power to not like break down and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you want, but I kept trying to. I had to like. Give and pull, give and take with her. And that mm-hmm. taught me so much about like what this really is. It's not simply just a kid that's sad, that's like disappointed about grades or XYZ. It's, yeah. This is serious. This is, this is mm-hmm. real life. And it, it, it's been pushing me to get to, to know more about myself and about what is really going on with therapy, what is really going on with like these disorders. And so this is that moment I was like, yeah, man, you got to get it. You got to check in. Yeah, check in for real. 
Yeah. And I love when you guys talk about that. Like that's, I feel like that's not a thing that's really talked about a lot or if it is, it's just kind of like kind of hush hush. Like mental health is a, is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't call it a problem, no, but it's a thing that not a lot of people focus on. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've, we've all had struggles at that point, but everybody's different. And Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing with resistance training. You're not going to do the same movements with one person that you're going to do with another. Mm -hmm. Why would you do the same thing for your mental health? Mm-hmm. So I, I like that you bring that up, yeah, though, too. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I know my man's got, got you got an appointment, so I don't want to keep you too long. We are right at the oh, I was gonna uh, say, yeah, I at got the mark. <laughs> <laughs> grind never stops, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. That's, that's yeah. the truth. That is the truth. I got a little, dumb, little quote. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither, neither does bathing. Like bathing, that's why we recommend it daily. That's from Zig Ziglar. Oh, oh nice. okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to use that in my group on Thursday. Somebody can go next. I, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, oh you got it? I got yeah. one. Never mind. I got one. Oh, go, go, <laughs> my okay. okay, this is from Robert, too. Um, it says, the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need tomorrow. Hey. Okay. Ah, this just go. can't. This popped up on my thing, so I was like, "All right, that's what's up. <laughs> right, just keep grinding to your goals. You'll get it." Mm-hmm. I was gonna Whoa, say, "Oh, you switch I it up." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I, I didn't look one up. I'd say, kind of along the lines of yours, is just have a good day. Mm-hmm. Like, make every day a good day, mm-hmm. even if it's bad. Make it. Find a way to make it good. You have more good days than bad. Obviously, you're mm-hmm. gonna have a good year. Mm-hmm. Just keep. Just keep your grind going, man. Mm-hmm. Find what you love, and then keep doing it. All right. Oh, Appreciate you. it, brother. Yeah. Sure. All right. Thank you.